Talk Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome, everybody. Two guys at a mic show. Thanks for joining us. Beautiful Thursday here, mid-July, hot summer day in the fine city of Chicago. Coach and the Big Dog with you right up until 11 o'clock. Producer extraordinaire staying extremely cool. If I didn't know better, I could have sworn Dave's got the air conditioning up to a nice cool 67 in whose studio, and somehow it's about 73 in mine. That's probably not true, but... Let the uh, conspiracy theory begin. Big Dog and the Coach with you up until 11 o'clock. And, of course, the fine air-conditioned music of the TalkZone.com. Yes, indeed. Back from a day off after visiting beautiful, beautiful West Lafayette, Indiana, for a visit to Purdue University. Big Dog, I know you did the show solo yesterday, an award-winning show. You probably sent that tape into ESPN. I would be surprised if some of the big wigs at ESPN have not contacted you already on yesterday's award-winning show. Have you heard me? Yeah, yeah, believe it or not, it, it, <laughs> I'm getting contacted by all kinds of people, but most of them have been angry letters. <laughs> Nobody from the upper ups at uh, ESPN, huh? No, I, I think I have... Um... All middle-aged women in the country I'm now a target of, and, and, yeah. and I'm hated, actually. Yeah, middle-aged women, and based on our emails that I got, some guy named Bart is not real thrilled with you either. Well, well uh, I really don't care about Bart's situation. Oh, you, you might want to when I show you some of the emails. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bart, by the way, Bart does put uh, in the final letter, he says he no longer... A final sentence, I should say. He no longer has to wear the ankle bracelet, so maybe you could feel a little safer. Well, no, I don't feel as safe now. <laughs> what What are these middle-aged women? Uh, well, I, I missed the show yesterday. What are they mad about? Oh, I, I just ended the show with, well, first, before I go into this, I also ended the show <laughs> with talking about how uh, uh, there's, there's going to be a female prime minister in Thailand. She's 44. Okay. And she's she's. She's a self-made billionaire coach. Unbelievable. Okay. Will she be a good prime minister, beneficial to all the people? Well, I I have no idea, but she definitely is beneficial to me. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, What's that supposed to mean? I don't know. I'm really not sure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So, uh, well, uh, then I ended it with talking about the fact that uh, middle-aged women have now replaced teenage boys as the most aggressive and ridiculous drivers on the road. Just just throwing that out there. Drivers. I thought you were going a different way with that. Interesting. Middle-aged women. Have replaced teenage boys. And teenage boys are just as bad as they've always been. Okay. You know. And I'm just, I'm saying, ladies, if you're not in that category, I I tip my hat to you and thank you for keeping the roadway safe for us. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, like, I don't want to categorize too much, but coach, I'm legitimately, I don't want to end up on anybody's hood of car, okay, (laughs) while they're doing their makeup or or talking on the phone, okay? Mm -hmm. So... I'm as a bicyclist. I'm just a little freaked out because every time okay. I'm, I'm almost decapitated, it usually is like some woman and she starts screaming at me. I'm like, you got to watch where you're going. I'm I'm following the rules of the road here. So. Interesting. All right. Yeah. I, my observation, and I would not be coming from a clear, uh, unobstructed opinion on that because currently, well, I just got through teaching one kid how to drive, and I'm currently teaching another teenager 
how to drive so and boys and a middle-aged lady yeah well and some of his friends are just beginning how to drive too so i would still bend towards the most dangerous drivers out there are the teenage kids but again i'm coming from clearly um not a obstructed perspective yeah david well hold on david you you're do you teach your kids to drive on a manual no what do you mean on a manual Manual I, transmission. You don't know what what? There is no such <laughs> manual transmission. D- manual you mean like shift? stick shift? Stick shift, yeah. Where do you find a stick shift car anymore? I, I don't know. I've never driven a stick shift myself. So the answer would be no. Oh, that's Are you crazy. implying that that's the way to start them out? Yeah, it's better to start them out that way, but, in, my, in, my, in, in my opinion. Well, that is a great way. That's how my dad taught me, by the way, just to let you know. That's mm-hmm. how I was taught to drive. Yeah, mine so, too. Mine too. Because yeah. you, you get a better feel of, of the car. Yeah, you have understanding of what it really takes. You know, that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So, but coach, I have to meet. You're still left-handed. That you, there's no yeah, possible way you could have ever true. driven a stick shift. It would have been, an, it would have been a, like a very bad two months with your dad, and you couldn't get along because <laughs> you couldn't drive a stick shift. Okay, I was so not aware probably, that the I was not aware that the left-handers have trouble with the sticker. Well, no, no, not all left-handers, just you, because you're extremely left-handed. No. No, I bat righty, I golf righty, I play hockey righty, floor oh, hockey okay, righty. I, I take it back that yeah. maybe you could do it. Yeah, I think I could pull that off. I'd, okay. But I, I never actually had a six-shift car. I'm somewhat embarrassed to say that. But So middle-aged women, uh, a little bit of a wrong. Was it just one day, or has this been a growing trepidation for a bicycler like yourself? Uh, no, it's been just this summer. It's just like it's like okay. kind of a it turn into a paranoia because it's, it's, I've had quite a few like uh, close instances where i'm just like wow you know mm-hmm. so I, I just been a little freaked out lately but i will admit the other day it was one that was totally my fault because i didn't realize i was going down a one-way street oh, mm-hmm. it would have been ugly coach yeah well the bicyclers correct me if i'm wrong you're like the motorcycle guys uh, you know obviously we have to watch out for the bicyclers but it's your life in danger and you don't got a whole lot of stuff protecting you when car meets bike i think we all know who the winner is going to be so if you're bicycling in the city area where there's a lot of cars you really really have to watch out for the other guy do you not i mean oh, for the oh, other car absolutely coach no, coach and i talked about it yesterday i make sure i go out of my way to the least busy street i don't even care anymore i, I just make sure that i don't care how fast i get there i just make sure i get there mm-hmm. this is i go as safe as possible it's right. a nice exercise you know, when you're on a bike, you're not even hot. Even when, like when it's 100 degrees, mm-hmm. that's when you get out to get a little bit hot. I yeah, you get a little, little ventilation going. But really, you know, if you do get in an accident, Big Doug, somewhat, based on your profession here as an award-winning co-host of the Two Guys at a Mike Show, as long as you protect, like, from the neck up, I mean, you you know, we, we could probably pull off this radio show from a hospital bed with you somewhat immobile. So from that standpoint, from your professional career standpoint, not that much to worry about. Oh, that's that's actually that's very good advice, coach. <laughs> yeah, just At least I have that going for me. I know it's a comforting thought. I just thought I would mention that. Just make sure you keep your voice going because that would affect it. And as long as you got your pretty face, you know the rest of the body. Again, I'm talking about from a professional level. What happens personally could be problematic, but from the two guys at a mic show standpoint, you could pull this baby off from a hospital bed for a if long time. Per- if my pretty face is all I have going for me, Coach, I yes. don't, I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah, and your calves. Let's not forget your calves. Well, this, yeah, but see, when I start showing them off, it's almost like I'm flaunting it. You know what I mean? Oh, you it have is. a pretty face. Yeah. When trying to show these calves, people are like, what, what is this guy doing? Why is he like, 
Why does he keep on getting on his tiptoes when he's walking around? You know, so it doesn't work the same. Uh, have you ever tried going uh, high heels to accentuate the calf? No, coach. I, I really that type of genre definitely doesn't fit me. Oh man! So. All I know is if you were in high heels, they would have to be a really strong, like steel-supported uh, heel, <laughs> because otherwise, you know, it'd be crumbling down. Um. Outstanding. Well, Big Dog, I appreciate you doing the show yesterday. I, I thought for sure you'd be getting a call from the uh, higher-ups at ESPN. I'm disappointed, but at least you got a few angry phone calls and messages from middle-aged women. Uh, you know, they, they love to criticize the one they love, Big Dog. At least right, at, at least they know you're there. That's some excellent conversations, Coach. It, was, it wasn't bad. So. <laughs> All right. And the guy named Bart we'll talk about after the show. Yeah. But just in case he's not around after the show, what are you doing next Wednesday? Are you free? Um, next Wednesday, I, I have to admit, I don't have anything on the okay. schedule. All right. If That's I, most likely a non-working day. If I can't get a hold of you, I'll let Bart know. All right, moving on. Can we please move on? Yes, we can move on, Coach. Thank, thank you very much. Let's, let's let's go to the matter at hand. We got, uh, well, I guess the number one topic, and I want to bring up, there's a bunch of stuff today, including uh, I want to bring up, you know, with you and talk about you know, the great immediate Extremely quick demises of teams or athletes. I think I know you know who who I uh, might be talking about. Another incident happened with this uh, once phenomenal player that uh, brings him down. Maybe we could do a quick little survey with our listeners. Other great and very quick demises. But before we do that, might be the greatest of all time, Coach. Honestly, I mean, I know know we're in the midst of it, and the story hasn't been totally written yet. But this is going down as epic. Failure. All right, let's tease that a little bit. We'll bring that up after the first break. We'll throw it out to the listeners. Again, our phone number, if you want to join us, if you're a middle-aged woman still mad at the big dog, feel free to give us a call if you want to join our survey a little bit later on or jump in on the conversation at hand, 888-463-6748. Stay cool out there, listen to the show, turn on the air conditioning, enjoy a little bit of the two guys at a mic show. Big dog. I know you love a lot of sports, basketball and baseball, very near and dear to your heart, but I know football is first and foremost. And there is a chance at the end of today that National Football League camps and player trades and talks about depth charts, et cetera, might be back in action. According to your sources, will the strike end today or more likely tomorrow? Yeah, yeah within within the next three days, I truly believe that three days. there's going to be somebody putting on helmets. Now that's would be really correct, nice correct me if I'm wrong, but the... That's a big difference, three days, between having it ended tonight and they can start signing players and getting their camps ready versus three days. That's At this point in time, is that not a significant difference? Yeah, that, that is, that's a huge difference. Okay. A huge difference. Because if you don't get it settled till what, Sunday night? That's, you know, again, we're only yeah, talking. Then, probably, then you're right. They're probably not going to have football the next day. No. Well, but it would also affect a little bit of the exit. I mean, it's only three days. I don't want to over-dramatize it. But there is a difference. Uh, and some people, David Olson, I don't know what your sources say. And well, no, no, it does affect the, the X's and O's and the free agency coach because if you have a, if you've had no training camp whatsoever, and you have to sign free agents now, you're going to sign free agents on your own team mm-hmm. because you know at least they'll know the system. You don't want to take a chance on some guy that you might like because. You truly don't know if he's going to be able to pick your system up in such a short time. And I don't care how good of a football player you are. If you don't know exactly, specifically, all your responsibilities on every single play, then you are hurting your team. So mm-hmm. all right. 
side. Now, I don't think there'll be as much movement as you think, Coach. Okay. Interesting. We already talked about the effect of not having the OTAs and the little mini camps for the rookies and young players and even the veterans a little bit. David, you're checking the screen now. Any late developing stories? Again, the way baseball here is in Chicago right now, many of us looking forward, uh, even in mid-July, in 99-degree heat to the football season. Any any developments, David? I can't get online on this computer working on it. Ah. Is it all yeah, the... Uh, Coach, just like the most recent thing was... Uh... They are going to have a conference call today wow. with all the the club player representatives, and they're going to take a vote on it. And very, very, let me just stop you there real quick. Very few things as exciting as a uh, conference call between all the general managers. No, no, this isn't the general managers. There's the, the, the owners have the deal and are giving this to the players. And the players, players if 24 of the 32 players ratify it, you know, we go, then... Then we have a deal in place. We could have it as soon before the show's over with. Yeah, you know, maybe not that quick. Give me but those numbers again. Twenty-four out of the thirty-two. Out of the thirty-two. Interesting. Interesting. So very similar to what's going on in our political spectrum right now with the whole debt ceiling and raising the taxes. Uh, every vote there, there could be a couple of people, big dog, a couple of owners that uh, are the swing votes and become very key individuals at this point. Or do you think it's going to no, pass no, no, pretty coach, easy? Coach, 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 the owners have the they have I'm given sorry, the yeah. offer to the to the player right. Okay, now. okay. So I, and I have no idea. I, I can't give you anything. I would say there would be speculative. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who would hold out or any of that. That's, okay. Now ownership would be a little different. You know what I mean? That's because you you always know what their objectives is depending on what okay. they so it's they, the uh, you know they own it. So it's the player reps, but but there yeah, might be a bunch of player reps definitive, a bunch definitely against. There could be two or three in that swing vote area that those two or three guys could be the key guys. I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll pass easier than I'm thinking. Yeah, they're doing some teleconference call. I'm sure it's like the video ones. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's all state of the art technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know what? Hopefully, it'll get done in time. And what I've loved about this here's the, here's the key thing, Coach. The most important thing. This is a 10-year deal. So we won't have to go through this again for another 10 years. 10 years, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. What are the odds that uh, two guys that are Mike Big Dog and the coach will be still doing the show 10 years from now as we bring up the dreaded strike of 2022? Well, either we're going to do the show twice as long as the previous one or <laughs> half as long as the previous one. Uh-huh. So, it's, so it's 50-50. You got me completely confused with that analogy. Was that a yes okay. or a no? no. I, just, I just want to know if we're going to be around in 10 years, still doing well, the show. Well, there will be civilization. So if there is a civilization, okay. you and I will be doing a show. Go. Oh. Well, I, thought I, don't, the... I don't think there's going to be a demise of Western civilization exactly. <laughs> Other people might think so, but okay. I, I'm not a big believer in that. Because according to the Mayan calendar, uh, what is it, like halfway through the Bears next season, the world might come to an end. Yeah, in uh, yeah December twenty first, two thousand twelve. Yeah. But that's that's not the world coming to the end. It's Jeez. just the end of that cycle. The next cycle begins after that. All right. Well, I say, I, I say, don't know why. you know, it's, just just in case, I think the Bears should release a bunch of players next year, like late November. Or actually, no, quite the contrary. Sign them. Sign yeah, them. sign them. You might as well give away a bunch of future first round draft choices, and uh, you know. <laughs> According to the Mayans, what the hell is going to be the difference? David Olson no, 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 trying. No, no, no. Coach, Coach, the Mayans didn't say that. It's our, the Mayans never said it at oh. the end of the. That's what I'm trying to get ah, at. It's other freaks okay. that are in the world. What the time is, it's the exact time when. Okay, I, I don't know if I can explain this to you. Okay, All but right. 
Do you know what our galaxy looks like? You know, the, our Earth is inside, the, yeah. our solar system is inside of the galaxy, yeah. right? Yeah. Somebody well, recently really disagreed flat. with that, by the way, but go ahead. Nobody can disagree with that. That's 100%. This is science fact. We are in the middle of the Milky Way galaxy, okay? And if, if our galaxy, if it would be the shape of, like, your hand, mm-hmm. okay, is the best way for me to describe it. And we're out, like, on your ring finger, right at the tip. Okay, well, that's how far our solar system, the, the Earth, the solar system we're in, we're inside that particular galaxy. Now, in the middle of our galaxy, at night, like, if you're in the middle of the woods, you can see this beautiful, like, uh, smoky-looking thing out in the, uh, you know, out in the horizon, mm-hmm. out in the, in the night yeah. sky. And that, that's our galaxy. You're looking through our galaxy. Well, what happens is when our galaxy spins, it wobbles. And every 26,000 years from our particular vantage point at uh, uh, our solar system, we can see into the center of our galaxy. Coach, this isn't science fiction. This is proven fact. You, I, and I'm not messing any of this up. I'm, I'm explaining it perfectly. Okay, so all of a sudden you can see into the center of our galaxy, which is a massive black hole. Okay, mm-hmm. it happens every 26,000 years. And it just so happens that this year the sun, the earth, and the center of our galaxy align perfectly. Okay, so, and, and there's, it's proven fact that 26,000 years ago, there's radiation from our black hole, the black <laughs> hole in the center of our galaxy, in our, in our solar system. Uh-huh. Okay, so it, that doesn't mean it's good or bad. Who knows? This radiation could be light-bearing. It could bring, who, who could bring light? Who knows what it brings, Coach? As long as I'm saying, but this is, a, and the Mayans have it down perfectly. Okay. And the, I mean, and the, if there's anywhere you need to go to vacation and learn about this stuff, you probably should go down to like Mexico, go to Cancun, okay. have a nice weekend, uh-huh. and take one day and go to some of these temples, and you'll have some of those guys explain it to you, and maybe you'd actually believe me instead of laugh at me. You're like, oh, that's really funny. No, but that's I'm, exactly I'm, what's going on. Is there so, a Mayan temple that we could, uh, in the city of Chicago? No, there like, was the, not no, a cultural they didn't build big stone stuff up in this area. I was just talking okay. about there is there is a Mayan like temple in western uh, Illinois. It's called the Illinois Pyramid. Maybe you should look that up too, okay. Coach. And it's built along the same specific... Because that's, that's uh, a little bit easier to get to than traveling okay. to Cancun. But I, I, that's possible. You do a little... Take the kids down there. It could be a cultural field trip down to beautiful western Illinois. Well, they, you're not seeing much, though, down there. Because it's been, mm-hmm. like, farmed over. But you can still see it. It's a pyramid. All, so. right. All right. Not bad, David Olson. 20 minutes into the show. And by the way, anybody that would like transcripts of today's show, feel free to write us or email us at Mike Two Guys at AOL.com if you're interested in having Joel come as a guest speaker or to talk to your group, a senior citizen group, a community group, a charitable group. I'm assuming Joel, I don't want to step out there too much, but you are available uh for small group functions to uh speak and motivate, et cetera. Oh, absolutely, Coach. Okay. <laughs> especially especially for those who are challenged in some way. Yeah. But are, we all are. Are you implying that I would be amongst that? But uh, that's pretty good. 20 minutes into the show, we've already, you know, covered middle-aged women as dangers to bicyclists, a little <laughs> bit of the NFL player strike, and into the galaxy and the black hole in the Mayan calendar. I defy any other sports show, any other radio show out there in 21 minutes, actually less, 19 minutes and 57 seconds to uh, curvature into all those different topics picked up. Very impressive. Now, now, by the way, you do. We've we've talked about this before. Okay, yes. that's why I don't know if you're just egging well, me on. I have but. a lot of short-term memory loss, but I enjoy egging you on. It's one of my uh, the now, few pleasures I have left in life. Now, you you actually have uh, 
You said you would go with me to on December 21st, 2012, uh, to an island that is in the Pacific off of the coast of like Chile for about 700 miles. It's in the middle of nowhere where there's this uh, Mayan temple that's built yeah. in the middle of nowhere on, on, on top of this gigantic cliff. And exactly on December 21st, 2012, you'll see the, the sun, the earth, and the moon in perfect alignment. And that's supposedly the best spot in the world to actually see where the where the black hole opens up. Interesting. All right. So, I mean, and this is all confirmed, Coach. You should look this up. And you, mm-hmm. Before you said, I really want to see it. So... Year and a half, uh, yeah, year and a half away, about a Mm -hmm. month, less than a month after our presidential elections. Too bad the end of the world couldn't have come like a month before the presidential elections, and that would have avoided a lot of uh, painful last-minute politicking. Politicking. It's the the beginning of fall. It's the the beginning of, what do you call it? Uh, Well, that's actually, that would be be the beginning of summer in the southern hemisphere, Coach. Mm -hmm. So it would be beautiful. Okay. That time of year. All right. By the way, big uh, David Olson, our producer, award-winning, long-time, loyal, outstanding producer, trying to get info on the NFL strike. Apparently, the computer is down, overloaded. I'm guessing by a number of middle-aged women who have called up this morning, emailed, tweeted in, and basically have fried his computer. Big Doug, I hope you're happy. I, I, I don't mean to upset anyone at all. Well, apparently you did. Apparently you did. But uh, if the computer ever comes back, if the middle-aged women out there ever, you know, lessen their rage against you, we might be able to find out a little bit about the NFL strike. I want to make this clear. I love middle-aged women, Coach. Apparently so. No, I really do. So I don't don't want any type of uh, animosity. (laughs) There's already way too much. Oh, goodness. By the way, Big Dog, I have to say I thoroughly enjoyed the one-day visit. Any of our Purdue Boilermaker fans out there, fans out in Indiana, West Lafayette, enjoyed the visit. A little... uh, Drive there and drive back all on the same day. But I've been to Purdue University since I was a 10-year-old kid. My uncle, good old Uncle Al. You remember Uncle Al? Oh, Uncle Al. Yeah, Uncle Al, the guy who would uh, sing at just about every wedding, every party, break into Hello, Dolly. We've talked about this before. At any rate, yeah. Uncle Al took us to a football, I think Notre Dame-Purdue football game. Uh, and that was when I was like 10 years old. I, I want to say Bob Greasy. Might have been the quarterback. Wow. Could be completely wrong on that. Well, but, no, 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 hold on, hold on. You, you might be right because that would have been when right I was about, ten, uh, so about, that's forty. Forty-three no, years ago. Uh, let's see. I'm fifty-five now, so forty-five 40, years yeah, ago. Forty-five years ago. So, so you're yeah. That he would have he would have been the yeah. quarterback because you're talking about like yeah. in 1966 you were over there. Yeah. So that's a long time ago. But beautiful campus, great people at Purdue University. Despite the heat, wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, had a long tour. Only got to see a bit and a piece. Unfortunately, not much of Mackey Arena or Ross Aid Stadium. The little bit from afar. You know how you like sometimes a female you can love from afar much better than when you get close to them. But from afar, Ross Aid Stadium. And I don't know if you've been there or not. Look like just an awesome, awesome stadium and great atmosphere for a fall football game. You know, uh, thoroughly embarrassed, Coach, uh, for as big as a Big Ten fan that I am, I've never been on the Purdue campus. Never went to an Illinois basketball game on Purdue campus. Never went to a football game there. So it's uh, a little embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Almost all the other uh, Big Ten stadiums besides uh, Ohio State and Michigan, but I've been to all the other ones. So that's the, those they, are the three that I have to get to. They do have a nice center uh, center circle area in the student center where if we ever decide to go with our college bum rush, the big dog and the coach, I've got the prime place to do it right next to a beautiful, lovely water fountain, by the way. So if it's a hot day, we can jump in the water, cool off, and then continue doing the show. By the way, I mentioned 
the bum rush to uh, my son as he's walking around? And he said, uh, Dad, you will completely embarrass yourself. That's one of the worst ideas I've ever heard. And I told him, no, but Joel will be really good at it. And he goes, well, maybe Joel, but you will be terrible. <laughs> so he, he was not thrilled with that idea. So. <laughs> nice nice to get support from your 17-year-old son, huh? Yeah, that's, that's he, harsh. He was disgusted at even the thought of me on a college campus. But I think we could pull it off, Big Dog. I think we could pull it off. Oh, no, I'm a little worried now. I, I, I've lost confidence in you. Well, but see, I'm just a, you would be the key. I'm like uh, Ringmaster Ned. I'm like, um, who's the guy who just passed away, David Olson? Obituary of the day. Bob, you're familiar with Bozo, right? David Olson's all for stunk over there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who passed away? The, the band leader. What's his name? Did you watch Bozo, Big Dog? Yeah, I did. I, I wasn't right. a big fan of it. All right, you got Bozo, Oliver, oh, Oliver. You got Ned, the ringmaster, and uh, Bob, the band leader. But he had a different name. He passed away yesterday, sadly. Born You're in not night. talking about Cookie, right? What happened to Cookie? Well, that, that's the only other character oh. I know was Bozo and Cookie. Okay, this guy was born in 1912, so <laughs> passing away at the age of 99 years old. I always worried about Cookie, by the way. Cookie, a little strange. Cookie. Do you think the guy was holding out for a hundred? Because if he was, yeah. I, I I feel bad. Yeah. I, I wish he could have. All I know that. is I wouldn't hire a cookie for a babysitter, if you know what I mean. Um, you know, he, he did look a little. Uh, was, I'm mean, see. There's been two cookies, haven't there, Coach? So the cookie that you knew mm-hmm. is totally different than the cookie that yeah, I know. You're probably right. You're probably right. By the way, speaking of questionable characters, you've mentioned many times one of our favorite mascots, Sky Guy. For the Chicago WNBA team, but he is a little bit worrisome. You worry about it. I would put, along with Sky Guy in the same category, Pete the Boiler. Have you seen this guy? Pete the Boiler. The mascot for Purdue? I've seen Pete the Boiler. Coach turns huh? around the hammer. He's got the big head. Yeah. He's got that gorgeous chin. He's like a model. I understand. Really nice V-shape. <laughs> he's got, almost got a little bit of the Elvis Presley look going with the whole chin thing going, but... Yeah, he's got the little thick, he's got the thick black hair with the swirl. Yeah, yeah, he's a good looking cat. (laughs) And by the way, just as a side note for all you Purdue and Big Ten and mascot fans out there, they tried a new, not sure if you're aware of this picture, they tried to bring in a new Pete the Boiler last year. Uh-huh. I think we talked about it maybe at one time, because I went to the Northwestern Purdue game and saw him. A different look, Pete the Boiler, and it bombed. Complete bomb, major criticism. You'll be happy to know the old. Pete the Boiler is back. Well, it's, it's great that the old is new yeah. again, Coach. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't see it. I'm going to have to look. I'm going to have to check out the bad Pete the Boiler. Yeah. Was, was he a more, uh, Th- like, politically correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- th- thinner, a little less intrusive. Yeah, it was not a good look. Okay. Not a good look. But but, but if you are... Mascot, you go all the way. Your mascot's supposed yeah, to be over the top. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. If you had to rank top two mascots uh, likely to wear ankle bracelets in the past or in the future, you got to put Sky Guy and Pete the Boiler right up there. I, uh, okay, I can, I, I'm going to have to agree with you because there have been the mascot situation. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, I don't know how that has not turned into like a television series because that would be funny. Like guys who are mascots and, uh-huh. and like how they deal with each other uh-huh. through. I mean, that that would be some good stuff. Though. Love mascots. I've already mentioned, I think mascot on mascot violence is about as good as it gets entertainment-wise in the world of sports. All right. nothing, but, nothing better than this yep. year with uh, the Ohio Bobcats 
yes. mascot who wasn't even <laughs> wasn't even a member of Ohio University uh-huh. took on took on the Buckeye yeah. at the Ohio State game and <laughs> tried to knock him down like three times, couldn't do it. And eventually, he tried to knock him down. The Buckeye threw him, and the guy spun and landed on his back. With, and then. With, with, and then they interviewed the guy like a couple of days later. You already alluded to it. He's not even a student. He only, only applied and got the job for one purpose only, so he could punch out and take down the Ohio State Buckeye. You know, I, I, that's why I love the guy. He admitted it. It's like it's all results here. They're like, are you disappointed that you got fired? No, no, I didn't, I didn't care. That's the only reason why I did it. Who was the mascot? I'm still picturing on uh, the ESPN highlights who was up top on a roof or some kind of balcony and he was firing down peanuts or something at another mascot or another coach. This was last season. Doesn't oh, ring a bell. Oh, I got to see this. Doesn't sound familiar, but anything yeah. that and, and, and then they showed the police arresting the mascot. <laughs> yeah, you got to find out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anytime a mascot is arrested, yeah. for me, that is big time news. Yeah, he was for, inciting for a him. riot and pelting. I, I forget if it was a coach, a player, or another mascot. Anyhow, speaking of the world of sports, let's get back to the matter at hand. I want to bring up the topic we alluded to, but real quick, uh, in the world of baseball, we'll mention Cubs lose 9-1 to to the uh, Philadelphia Phillies big dog. Uh, Mike Quade goes over the top, has another meltdown i need to tell quite just to settle down it's not your fault mike relax a little bit but they lose nine to one and then real quick real quick talk about we talk about philadelphia's big four and their incredible pitching staff uh big dog they've got a rookie pitcher he pitched yesterday vance worley who you followed him a little bit this year he's been unbelievable yeah quite simply roy oswald went out and they still have a big four. vance worley yesterday in the hottest day of the year so far goes out there and just attacks Cubs hitters all day long. And the hitters for the Cubs typically are first-pitch type guys. They're, they're aggressive. Sometimes that approach isn't good with the Cubs. Ask Roy Halladay, who can't beat the Cubs because the Cubs are such an aggressive team. But uh, he threw the ball exactly where he wanted to all day long, threw eight innings in, uh, what, 103-degree heat index. Eight innings, 103-degree heat index, wow. sun-bounded out on you. And it's not like yesterday was a one-shot deal. He's been really good yeah. since yeah. he has come up. And, again, we're talking about a pitching staff that had arguably the best four starting pitchers. You know, arguably this sounds strong, but in the history of baseball, they're right up in the top 10, top 20, anyways, history. And now you bring in a rookie who's pitching like a Cy Young Award winner. It's 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 like putting a little cherry on top of the ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt, of the best uh, rotation since at least 1997, if we talk about one through four. And then the Vance Worley, over his last six starts, now he's been good all year long. His total numbers are good. But over the last six starts, 4-0, .94 ERA. Mm-hmm. That's, that's getting it done for a, for a rookie that you're, hey, are you going to be our fifth starter? Okay. You know, that's the that's, that's position to be in. So that, it makes it a lot easier to be in that position, too, as a fifth starter. Don't worry about it. Okay. Because if you have a veteran team, those veterans will let those young kids know, don't worry about it. You're going to make mistakes. We play through them. We're the ones that are supposed to take care of you if you have a, a really good clubhouse, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what the Phillies have right now. All right, so Cubs lose two out of three to Philadelphia for a, a brief moment of quietness on our TalkZone.com show. Under the guise of if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's around, does it make noise? Let me present this to you, a day off for the Cubs. This weekend, Wrigley Field, the Houston Astros visit the Chicago Cubs. Oh, my goodness. Shh. Hey, hey, hey. Houston Astros visit the Chicago Cubs. Coach, yeah, you know, I, I remember in like that 1997. Was a short moment of silence. I was looking for a moment of silence, but go ahead. Yeah, 
The, no, it was 1994. The Cubs were so bad, they were a billion games out of first place. Yep. Okay. The, the player strike is looming. They were playing the Rockies, who were in their second year, and they, they dive-bombed. They were going to be really good the next year. So we had two teams that are like 40 games below 500. And I can you, they hit for the three-game weekend series that had 120,000 people. And that mm-hmm. was back when Wrigley Field only held like 38,000. Yep. So, I, 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 you know what? It's funny you say that. There's there's going to be 100,000 people that yeah, watch this. That's up. all right. I'm, I'm, still, I'm not getting lost in the negativity. I'm still rooting for the Cubs and just not going to. Right. You know what? If, if you're tired of baseball, look. If you're looking forward to football, you know what? I'm a baseball. I've always said that I'm a sports fan first. There's a lot of other baseball races going on, exciting stories, and I'll oh, keep yeah. rooting for the Cub, but I'm not going to go, oh, baseball in Chicago, all these other sports talk guys in Chicago, we're looking forward to football. It's ruining baseball, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Open your eyes. There's a lot of great stories in baseball right now. Go watch a college game. Go watch a high school game. Go out to Cape Cod and watch minor league baseball at its finest. Go down to Kane County. and Stop complaining. Root for your team if they're not playing good. Complaining about it a little bit, but so you, uh, come, you come pick me up. You come pick me up if the uh, Kane County Cougars are playing tomorrow. We'll go to a game. Okay. By the way, I don't think we can go to the Lake County Fielders games anymore. Did you read about that story? What happened? Uh, they're not getting paid. That's announcer quit. The manager quit. Over two thirds of the team have quit. It's the same story as the Schaumburg Five. Very sad story, but we don't have time to go in. We can check it out. The Tribune had a big story on it today. That's um, Kevin so Costner. I, I mean, if the whole play, I, if, if they pay me a dollar, which I'm sure they could afford, yep. I'll play for them, coach. At least I can say I was a professional baseball player. Coach. Play-by-play job might be open. Because they, they, they apparently do a comedy routine and make fun of these people that are replacements. We could end up making that could be not a, not a bad gig. I believe it's out there on the internet. I don't know if it's YouTube or whatever, but the article alluded to the fact that the announcer's soliloquy is somewhere to be found, the Lake County Fielders. I forget the guy's name. I'll get it to you, Dave. Kamar Zuman. Okay. The reason I know that, he used to be my intern. Oh, really? So I know the guy, yeah. Nice guy? Yeah, 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 nice guy. guy. It's a rough break, rough break. But you can can find it on Deadspin. Deadspin, okay. Deadspin, But apparently, Big Dog, he did it on air the last 12 minutes of the broadcast, and he uh, basically fired on the team and explained why he's quitting and basically signed off and quit while he was on air. Deadspin. Connor, what's his last name? Zuan? It's Connor. It's Q-U-A-M-A-N. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, uh, real quick, Big Dog, I want to finish up baseball to get to our other topic. What's the matter with you? You okay? No, just of, like, really, do you just want to have people confused? How to, you're just trying to find out who your real friends are when you spell <laughs> a name like that. That's his God-given name, Big Dog. Please. Yeah, I know. Let's be politically correct on this show, please. Well, what is well, never mind, Coach. All right, fine. I'll say this parents messed up. All right, quickly, Kansas City knocked off the White Sox yesterday, sticking with Chicago. Then we'll get to the rest of the baseball teams again very quickly. Uh, two to one, 11 innings. I watched the last three innings of this game. The White Sox seemed destined. It was one of those games, Big Dog. It's not a good feel, but you almost were waiting for the White Sox to find a way to lose the game, and indeed they did on a wild pitch. Two outs, nobody on. Two outs, nobody on. Looked like a harmless inning. Let's go to the 12th inning. Walk, base hit, wild pitch, game over. Uh, that was a, That's a rough one. You have to start making hay against the Royals. Ozzie Guillen had a long tirade after the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, I, I don't know how many more times uh, the tirade's going to work for him. We'll, we'll see if it yeah. does. But I didn't see probably, the tirade. Who, who was at the tail end of the gist of the uh, Ozzie tirade? I missed this. Oh, there is no question he was 
specifically speaking the whole team. He was talking in terms of effort, in terms of are you motivated to come out and play Major League Baseball? Comments like that were being said. He was questioning heart, attitude, preparation, all that stuff. He was not talking about production or mental errors. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was all off the field, like, is baseball really truly what you want to do with the rest of your life? Interesting. So, Interesting. I mean, he, he doesn't, he, this is, that was this particular rant angle. Mm-hmm. You know, he has different things. Like, well, I will tell you, catcher A.J. Persinski, um, there were two. Key wild pitches in the last inning. One of them advanced oh. the runner, and both the efforts by AJ. Not, I'm not saying real bad, but they weren't great. No, he, he so kind of. Go ahead. Either hopefully he's exhausted, coach. <laughs> because <laughs> you know maybe it's a real hot day in Missouri, yeah. and he was totally exhausted. Because you're right. When we, I was watching it with my buddy's little brother, and we were like, that was horrible. He didn't yep. even try. It was like, oh, yep. okay, you got to get in front of the ball. Yeah, if you, you, if you know, if the score is 11 to 1 and it's in the 8th inning, feel free to be exhausted. Uh, in the 11th inning of a 1 to 1 game, that's not a time to go lackadaisical. You can't be tired. You know, there, there's times when you can maybe, you know, ease down from the 100% effort level. Games gotten away middle of July or whatever, but not a 1 to 1 score in the 11th inning. No, you're, you're right. You're right. I, I didn't mean it was an excuse. I just meant yeah. it like, I really hope he wasn't just, you know, half footing it and yeah. not really trying it. Yep. So, yep. no question about it. All right, real quick, baseball roundup. up, wrapping up Minnesota and Cleveland having a great series. The Indians swept the doubleheader. Everybody thought, all right, finally, finally we got rid of Minnesota. Cleveland's for real, but the Minnesota Twins will not go away. Two days ago, they went on a walk-off base hit from Danny Valencia. Again yesterday, dog, Minnesota over Cleveland in a great game, and it was Danny Valencia, your 2011 Rookie of the Year who got a big hit. That's a big win for the Twins. 2011 Rookie of the Year? Absolutely. Yeah, he might finish in the What? He might finish in the top 20. He's your Rookie of the Year. There's no way. You heard it here first. And hopefully last. I mean, <laughs> the guy hasn't. They brought him up from the minor leagues, what, three weeks ago? All right, let's... A couple, the first month of the season, he was horrific. He's not the Rookie of the Year. Let's not argue about let's not argue about that in the limited time. I do want to get the Tiger Woods, but uh, uh, real quick, the, the, would you agree that Minnesota's bounced back after the doubleheader lost two pressure pack wins over Cleveland? That's just vintage Minnesota and Ron Garden higher baseball. Yeah, it, absolutely. It's also right now vintage American League Central baseball. If yeah. you consider how competitive this division has been in this past like twelve years, it's been it's been gorgeous. So hopefully next year maybe the Royals can actually get into it. But it's cool how every year it seems like the three to four teams are still in it in the middle of July and August, and that perennially happens Mm because you have no real clunkers in the division besides the Royals, and everybody else has a pretty solid baseball. It's not the best division, but it can certainly provide plenty of intrigue. Uh, How about Anaheim knocking off Texas yesterday? That's been another great series. Top two teams in the AL West. Wild game there. Walk-off base hit to win it. The Angels... Break the hot street of Texas. They beat Texas 9-8. to eight. I think they're four back, but that has been a heck of a series. I think those two teams are going to go at it neck and neck. It's going to be fun to watch for the next two months. Uh, I really do hope uh, that the Angels uh, keep it a good race. I think there should be good races all over the game of baseball. Actually. Mm-hmm. I was hoping the Rangers wouldn't run away with it. I was looking like they possibly could. And, and, and if the Angels are going to stick in it, uh, with the Rangers, Dan Heron's going to have to pitch a lot better than he did yesterday. He pitched four and a third innings and gave up, I think, all eight 
of the Rangers' runs in the mm-hmm. first four. You know, they, it was by the fifth inning. They, they knocked them out. And then the, the Angels' bullpen, which I don't know how they do it. I don't know what Scotia does, the reliever's coach, but they shut them down for the last four and two-thirds, and the offense was able to rally back. Corey Hunter hit. It, when you know how like they have those the mountains up there in the middle of Anaheim State yes. Coast? Yes. Yeah, well he hit one like that almost hit like the top peak. <laughs> it was a bomb yesterday. Uh, all right, David Olson, this is one of these times where I'd love to be looking at Joel's face on screen. Dan Heron, by the way, you you talked about the likely two thousand eleven Cy Young Award winner in the American League. No, you're thinking of Jared Weaver. <laughs> I actually, I wasn't thinking. I was just trying to get a reaction from you. I figured I'd throw Danny Valencia out there. I figured I'd dig a little deeper and go Dan here. All right, one other game real quick to talk about. Speaking of Cy Young's great pitching duel, a classic game yesterday, San Francisco and the Dodgers. You knew, well, you didn't know, but you assume when Clayton Kershaw goes up against Tim Lincecum, you're going to get a good one. It was indeed one to nothing. Kershaw, big dog. Maybe one of the best pitch games all season long. Lincecum was great. He gave up one home run to Dianer. Dianer Navarro. God and that you. was like, it was one of those home runs that he pulled right down the line. Yep. In, uh, in, I almost called it candlestick. But I mean, I really want to talk about that part. But, but he put uh, it, he put it in the drink, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, it was right down the line and yep. went into the drink. It's probably only like a, at that point, like a 350 foot homer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, put it to the wall and they wouldn't, well, they, they added some runs later, but. Uh, Clayton Kershaw has been phenomenal, Woo! coach. And if Felix Hernandez can win the the American League Cy Young by being thirteen and twelve, then you cannot deny Clayton Kershaw as a, a contender for the Cy Young Award this mm-hmm. year. Uh, obviously, Cliff Lee and then uh, Roy Halladay would, you know, be serious consideration too. But that is, you have to consider uh, Clayton Kershaw. And pretty funny this year, uh, Tim Lincecum is, is seven and seven or. Seven and eight now, and he's lost four games: two to Clayton Kershaw, yeah. <laughs> one to Clayton Richard. And who's the other Clayton that he yeah, lost? There's, to? there's another Clayton. Yeah, there's, he can't beat a Clayton. Three, that's three a, different Claytons, first name or last name. <laughs> that's <just> pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, but what a great game that was! And uh, you know, as you were talking about the accolades of Clayton Kershaw, it occurred in my mind: how many times, Big Dog, do we hear about a young pitcher? coming in with all the reputation, all the accolades like we heard about Clayton Kershaw. And how many times do they not realize that potential? It looks like Clayton Kershaw is one of those guys who came in with potential, and he may be as good as previously advertised. Yeah, and, Coach, I remember before his first start reading about him, and I I, I remember specifically saying, hey, we're supposed to watch the next Sandy Koufax, and that's exactly what we said. We were like, yeah, we'll see. This guy's... What, they're putting this much pressure on him. We talked about how stupid it was because it was like somebody in the Dodgers organization mentioned it, which to me is about as dumb as you could ever do. Oh, Derek Rose, you're the next Michael Jordan. No, no, shut up, shut up, shut up. Let him be the, the first Derek Rose. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, and wow, coach, this guy's 24 years old. I mean, which means that as a pitcher, a pitcher will hit their prime typically around like, uh, according to the statistics and, and like Saber statistics, like 28 to 31 is your prime mm-hmm. when you're a pitcher. So in four years, in four years, the guy that is dominating the National League, leading Major League Baseball in strikeouts, should hit his prime. So hopefully he's not Dwight Gooden, and hopefully he's more, you know, hopefully not even Sandy Koufax. Hopefully maybe he could win a lot more games than just 166 mm-hmm. like Sandy yeah, Koufax. Very good. There's your baseball round him up and the wrap baseball round him up and wrap him up the round him up, wrap him up today. Advertiser, I should say, sponsored by... That brief pause is a reminder to any small business or company out there you'd like to sponsor the two guys at a Mike show. Contact David Olson or myself. You can do it by emailing us at Mike2. 
guys, AOL.com, M-I-C and the number two. Mike, two guys, AOL.com, uh, financially feasible sponsorships, more than available on this show. Big Dog, if a corporate sponsor out there wanted to sponsor you, I'm assuming you would be up for that? Um, yes, I, I possibly could be up for it. It all depends on what I would be sponsoring. I'm not willing to mm-hmm. I am willing to sell myself for anything, okay, but yeah. what I'm saying is there will be different levels of, of compensation okay, depending on what you understandable. want to Understandable. Is there a website people can go to to see some of these different levels and congregations that are available? I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to try to get I need to get a website built for myself. So. Yes, you do. You need to get a sponsorship also. All right, let's move to the topic we alluded to at the start of the show here and finish it off with this, and that is, and I wanted to throw it out to our listeners, and uh, again, you got any comments on the baseball, we'd love to hear that too. 888-463-6748. Teams or individuals that were on top of the game, superstars, that had quick demises, and I would add into it, Big Dog, we're talking about Tiger Woods here. Yeah. I would add into it, do you think it is a complete demise, or is there a chance he can bounce back. I bring it up because the latest in the Tiger Woods saga is he has fired or at least um, broken he up. He fired him. He fired okay. him. Okay, he fired his longtime caddy, Steve Williams, another indication of just how far that downward cycle has become. So, A, other teams or athletes that, that have dropped that far, and B, do you think there's some bounce-back ability with Tiger? There's, there's absolute bounce-back ability with him because uh... – yeah. Of all the athletes that we've ever seen watch, uh, that we've watched do anything, he's one of the most determined coaches. This man has determination unlike any other man uh, on the planet. He was like a Michael Jordan where he will work until he has perfected and, and got back. So maybe You think he still has like, that. See, there, there are some out there that think the whole, uh, you know, with the splitting up with the wife and the whole – stuff that came out with the publicity and his injuries, breaking up with his coach and his game that he's lost. No. You don't think he's lost that? that... No, you don't lose your determination. Either you're a person of will or a person who doesn't have will. Sometimes there's an epiphany, but people who have will don't Mm -hmm. lose it. When you have will, you you always, you keep it. It's it's so difficult to break a man, and he isn't broken over a uh, a divorce and losing a bunch of money and losing his uh, edges the most popular goody two-shoes guy on the planet, which I never believed anyways. I, I never fall for that crap. I always know mm-hmm. guys, the crack of Deion Sanders. Almost, the way they, oh, he's a good role model. Is he really? Do you know what he does? Oh, never mind. I don't want to get into all that. All right. So uh, he's, he's, know, so he's, like he can get it back, Coach. He, okay. He, he can. Because it's the injuries. It's a hip. It's a knee. And after all this stuff that's told, he puts on his knee and all that other crap, I, I think when he strengthens it and gets everything straight, he, he can be back. I, okay. I don't think he's lost the will. I just think he has to figure out what his new stroke's going to be. Okay. You know what they say, the harder the fall, the higher the bounce back, right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, so that's why I'm not writing him off the bus. If he does not bounce back, and it's not guaranteed considering how how devastating the knee injury was to him. You know what I mean? If he can't figure out that next swing, it will be the greatest demise in the history mm-hmm. of any uh yeah, I was athlete, trying to think other athletes, or I would even throw great teams in there that have had such rapid decline. I got, I got a bunch. I got a bunch. You threw out one name. Dw- Dwight Gooden was one name you threw out early, but but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Dwight Gooden is a great one because in, in 1984, he struck out 276 batters as a rookie. Yep. That's the record. And then in 1985, he was the best pitcher on the planet. He was 25-4 and four with a 1.53 yeah. ERA coach. I might have... <laughs> I mean, that's okay. He was 20 years old. And the next thing you know, and then in 1986, 
he's the number one starter of the team that wins the World Series. Mm-hmm. So his first three years in baseball are, the, are some of the greatest three years anybody has ever had in mm-hmm. the history of the game. Okay. Honestly. And then after that, he decides to turn his uh, body into a chemical uh, depository, and he pretty much blows it all away. Yep. And if you really think, yes, he came back with the Yankees in 1996 through a no-hitter, and uh, he probably won like eight games as a, as a starter-slash-reliever for them and, yep. and pitched in the postseason and gave them some really big innings in the postseason. But, yeah, that was that's a huge demise, and that was definitely no big bounce mm-hmm. back to be a role pitcher on uh, you know but it was at least it was with the Yankees you know, right. so what, what are some hitter. what are some other names that you uh I know in your pre-production for the show you did your homework what are some other names you've come up with Roger Clemens Roger Clemens went from uh the six-time Cy Young Award winner yeah. and MVP What's with, it? Uh, the greatest pictures of all time and you could legitimately consider if you consider era and numbers and all that other stuff you could yeah. You could argue that he is the greatest of all time. I would never have put yeah, him but, there. Yeah, but but I'm not sure. He, he It's not passing the smell test for me. I, I don't feel the rapidity of decline in a Roger Clemens like I did in, in Tiger Woods. No, no you're, no, you're right. I agree with you. So Tiger that, Woods is the greatest. It's the greatest, Coach. I'm just trying okay. to throw other people out there that just okay. fell, from, fell from grace. Well, now, go Barry ahead. Bonds was a long fall from grace, but he was never loved yeah, anyways. But Barry he Bonds, was, I, I almost like the Bonds more than the Clemens. David Olson, you... Nope. All right. Um, other names you got on there, Big Dog? Okay, I, I think those two are the biggest. Now, Clemens uh, Mike and Tyson. When, I mean, There's Mike a good Tyson one. Was, Mike Tyson I was like funny yep. as the, hey, he's a little stupid, but he, well, we know he's not that stupid. Yep. He's just crazy. And then biting off the ears. Right when he bit off the ears, he went from, oh, he was just a disgusting animal. But yep. you know what? Uh, he's learned a lot. It, the way Mike Tyson is now is actually, is, hopefully he's he's learned a lesson. Maybe that guy could be somebody that, Learn from mistakes. Tyson's a little likable. Now, Tyson's a great call. I like that a lot. Again, any of our listeners that want to uh, jump in, add to it. Uh, we're not trying to be uh, rude to Tiger Woods, just observing from a human standpoint how far it has gone. And again, he fired his caddy, longtime friend, and one of his greatest friends on and off the court, Steve Williams. So, how uh, off the course? How far has it gone for Tiger Woods? We're trying to compare it to other athletes or even other teams that had, you know, were great and then had really, really quick declines, and all of a sudden they're off the face of the earth, uh, sports-wise at least. I love the Mike Tyson. That's, that's a good call. Uh, well, yeah, I'll give, you, I'll give you some teams. But another person I would see, I, 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 mentioned, I mentioned Tiger Woods number one because the fact that he was technically at the prime of his career but yeah. then had suffered a great injury. So I was thinking in terms of not only public image but actually yeah. – uh, uh, you know how they could play at what level they were playing at, mm-hmm. but there is no question the greatest decline any athlete has ever had in the history of sports, in the history of uh, of just being notorious and being being famous. I know in the history of, of America is O.J. Simpson. I know he wasn't playing anymore, but yeah. I mean the, the, he went from the lovable guy in those funny movies, a great spokesperson, yep. and you remember him. Nobody as big as him ever ran as fast. He was the juice. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Hertz, the Hertz Airport commercials. Um, yeah. I mean, and then now, it's, I mean, that guy walks down the street and people yell at him yep. and scream at him, murderer. I mean, really. Well, of course, he's not walking down the streets anymore. He's he's in jail right now. That is Nevada, probably, so. that's a great call because that's, he is the poster boy. You're absolutely right. That's the greatest. Nobody can surpass that. I would defy anybody to even come close. Uh, uh, and the rapidity. 
And again, at that point, he was an actor, but he was still known as one of the great running backs of all time. How quickly, uh, even much, much more rapid than Tiger Woods's demise, oh, yeah. and the demise was of the criminal nature. That's that's the best example out there. Great call. No, no, that's for just social. That's a social thing. I mean, it's like there's 15 year old girls right now don't know a thing about NFL, but they'll. Oh, I know who OJ is. He was the football player mm-hmm. that murdered his ex wife. They know who OJ Simpson is. Yeah. You know, so. But what they don't know is, well, first of all, what an unbelievable running. He's still one of the top five running backs <laughs> I ever saw. But even it's more incredible. importantly, what made the demise so shocking, Big Dog, his his image was the great guy, the smile, the charismatic face, the humorous actor. You had that nice guy, all-American image for the most part. That's what made the criminal demise so shocking. Yes, and then when you hear of the excessive amount See, that's yes. why I don't, I have never fallen for, oh, I see you on TV and you can smile real bright, so I like you. I've never, mm-hmm. I've, it takes me a long time to really, like, respect an athlete or, or a movie star. Also, you, it's, you know what I mean? People are so easy. To, oh, I love that guy. Yeah, well, what does he do when he gets home? You know? mm-hmm. What about, now this is because of injury, but I, I, I still feel that this guy was one of the greatest on top of his game, and, boy, the demise was just, boom, it was over. And that's uh, ex-Chicago Bear, the great one, Gallup and Gale Sayers. Oh, yeah, that's... I don't know if that fits quite in the same category, but in my young days following an athlete, that's the one that, boy, he was just on top. He was the greatest, and then he came back, but uh, Big Dog never, never even close to the same. Well, you, you know, uh, so that, okay, so Tiger Woods was both performance and social. Yep. Okay. And injury and to some extent. Yeah, and an injury for Tiger Woods. That's what I'm talking about. So he has like both of that. And then Gail Sarah is just the pure what a loss of yes. it's so sad that somebody this great. And you know, you know what the crazy thing is, but you're exactly right. He never was as great as he was before. Not even close. Out. But don't forget, he actually led the NFL in rushing uh, two years after the injury. No, I was not aware of that. So, I mean, but he averaged, he averaged only like 4.7 yards a carry when yeah. he led the NFL in rushing. That was back in the 12-game season. Remember, Big Dog, this was during the 60s, so even though I was a Big Bear fan, some of my memory and my recollections is not great. Okay, I, 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 don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't recall Galpin. Gal, David, you got some? Well, it, you know, it's certainly not in the social realm or anything like that, just from the terms of being on the top of the world and then to the bottom of the barrel. Uh, Dale Murphy. Dale Murphy. He he was he was having an all he was having a Hall of Fame type career and then he just like In, that it was done injury or he lost no, 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 it no he, he just lost just it. lost it he sort just of, lost it could you put current sock Adam Dunn like a Dale Murphy guys that were great it's, and just, wow. it, it's possible I don't it's remember possible. so Dale because I love so, Dale Murphy he was he, a you know, David you're exactly right he got traded to the Phillies and coach for at like the All Star break he was hitting like a buck. 30 with like two home runs, and he retired with 398 home runs. Wow. He retired, and that wow. was back. He retired like in 89, so that was still when three, 400 home runs meant something, and he was like, I can't hit the ball anymore, and he just would quit. Wow. That's tough. 390 didn't even stick around for the four. I don't remember. I remember Dale Murphy being a great player. I also pictured Dale Murphy as the perfect example of the great player who's not quite worthy of Hall of Fame. I think you're looking for an example of he's got the stats and the longevity and everything, but I still don't think well, you put him you in know, the Hall of Fame. Well, 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 no, exactly, no, you're exactly right. And part of the reason is because of his decline okay. and because his yeah. skills declined so rapidly. Interesting. Yeah. He just he, 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 like it, it went yeah. from all-star I can't even, to off the roster in a yeah, matter of like forget, two seasons. 
he was a back-to-back NL MVP. Yep. So that he was he was a heck of a baseball player. Eighty-two and eighty-three, and in eighty-four when uh, Sandberg won it, he led the he led the major leagues in home runs and RBI. So I mean, the guy had a, a great five or six year run where he was just unreal. I can't remember that either, Big Dog. And unfortunately, on that one, I can't blame the uh, drug culture of the sixties. Yeah, coach, the drug culture of the sixties. You were you were talking about you were ten. <laughs> You were 11 in the summer of love, 1967. <laughs> this is explaining I, a lot to me. I hate when you do math. All right. <laughs> big dog, great stuff. We'll talk uh, tomorrow, wrap up a big uh, sports week, and I know you'll have plenty of preview of the Houston Astros Chicago Cup Series. And I will give you a couple teams, because I gave you, uh, David and I were giving you individuals, Coach. Okay, we'll good. Get, uh, I'll give you a couple teams yeah. that just, Faded into oblivion like this. Yeah, let's let's continue that discussion. It's pretty cool. Sad about Tiger. Hopefully he'll bounce back. All right. Have a great day, everybody. We'll do it again tomorrow. The Big Dog and the Coach reunited once again, and it feels eh, not too bad. David Olson, thank you for a great job. Have a great day, everybody. Two guys in a mic. TalkZone.com on a sign-off.